Flinging waves, fox spear, lock is action, very weird. Captain Pike, Cisco's wife, Klingons and the afterlife. Boimler, Tendi's dog, Ransom is very harsh. Four drive, black alert, Giorgio has gone berserk. He's a bad left, Edward is an idiot, Fuck is dead, Wolf is wed, Chekhov's wearing red. Data's cat, Kempex hat, Q has had enough of that, beam me up, make it so, everybody let's go. We are Well, good evening, Trekkies or Trekkers around the globe. It is Monday, December 12th, 7.30 p.m., which means we are live, which means you can let your fingers do the walking and call Trek Talking right now at 646-668-2433. We have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We have Stephanie, Edwin, and Rachel with us live on the line to take your questions about Long Island Trek. It's going to be a lot of fun, so please give us a call and have your questions ready. But before we dive in, I want to introduce you guys to my awesome Trek experts. We'll start off with Eric. Eric is out in Portland. How are you doing tonight, Eric? I am doing very well, Jim. Thanks very much. Uh, the weather here is nice and cool, and I put up the uh, holiday lights this past weekend, so uh, ready to dive into some Trek talk. You know, I was talking with Charles before we went on on the air, and uh, we've got about five inches of snow now, and we're expecting a big nor'easter this weekend. So it Oof. is the season, I suppose. It is. It is. <laughs> it I, is. You know, I don't miss that about living out in Boston was those nor'easters. They can be kind of brutal. And I used to say it never snows in Portland, but literally every winter so far in the last, like, five years, it's snowed. You know, occasionally. I'm not talking real snow. Like, I come from the Midwest. I understand real snow, but it snows a little bit here. It always snows. Once the snow starts here in Rutland, it never seems to end. But nothing like up in Buffalo where they got six feet. We don't get anything like that. But at any rate, also hailing from Portland, we have David the Donut Guy. How you doing tonight, David? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Don't have any donuts today, though, but, you know, it's... <sighs> Oh, David, you have one job to bring so the disappointing. donut. So disappointing. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was hungry. He ate them. The he, ate them he finished them off. <laughs> all right. And not from Portland, but from Las Vegas, we have with us our very own Charles. How are you doing tonight, Charles? I'm doing all right. A little bit of a storm today, rain, off and on rain from San Diego all the way up to Vegas and past. So we got some decent showers, uh, maybe some mountain snow, but it's been cloudy and chilly here today. Maybe barely 50s, which is a little cool for Vegas this time of year. What I wouldn't do for the 50s. <laughs> but we got Trek to talk to talk about. We do, we do, and I got to tell you guys, um, I really want to try to help out uh, Long Island uh, Star Trek convention as much as possible because uh, 
I used to run Star Trek conventions myself in upstate New York in the early 90s. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, the, the amount of work, the hours, the time that you spend when you're promoting your own convention is just mind boggling. And there's really no, there's no thanks in it. There's no, you know, uh, it's a lot of hard work and I, I've done it. I know. And it's, you know, it's very tight. It's a labor of love. At least it was always for me. And so I want to try to do everything we can. And not only that, but there's not a lot of Star Trek conventions around out there. Yes. I've met a lot of Star Trek actors at like Rhode Island Comic Con and different shows. And we do have Trek Conderoga up here, but that's not a, Eric, would you call that a Star Trek convention? Well, uh, legally, Jim, it cannot be called a convention because it does not fit uh, within the convention paradigm. However, I would say that it is a gathering of Star Trek aficionados that <laughs> probably orders on the number of like 500 people or so. I mean, it was pretty tiny, but it was solid. I mean, we had John Delancey, you know, we had uh, we had Brett Spire. I mean, we had Gates. So, it was, you know, we had some real people there. You had this great looking Klingon oh, waving to... his back. Well, and more like most importantly, I got to give uh, Tracy Lee Coco a hug and she is such a joy. Like literally you get in her presence and she is just like, bing, bing, bing. You just want to like hang out with, I want to, not only did I want to hug her, but I, I want to go out and get a beer with her. Cause I feel like she'd be awesome to hang out with. Well, we, we hung out with her on the show. We had her on the podcast. Well, we did, we did but I mean, cool. in real, so. I mean, IRL Jim. I mean, I want to like uh-huh. literally sit across the table. <laughs> Wait, 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 we're not, we're not, you don't consider this real? <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It was a little virtual until we met each other after like four and a half years, right, Jim? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So, but Long Island, I'm really excited about Long Island because it's a diehard Star Trek convention. And anytime you can get together a bunch of Star Trek fans, it's bound to be a blast. And the other thing that, really has me psyched about this and my, my wife, Karen, and my daughter, Jamie, as well, is how am I going to put this? All of the the celebrities that are scheduled so far are current Star Trek celebrities. And I'm not knocking anybody else, but um, when you've been around the Star Trek circuit as much as I have, um, and you've seen these people as many times as I have. It's always great to see Gates. Don't get me wrong. But to see somebody new, somebody fresh that, that I haven't seen before or have never met before kind of gets me excited. And especially when, if they're on the show right now that we're watching, it's, it's extra special. So I'm really, really looking forward to meeting some of these people. And Without any further ado, with all of that being said, we are fortunate enough to have with us right now on the phone with us, we have three of the people that are deeply, deeply involved. We have Stephanie, we have Edwin, and we have Rachel. How are you doing, guys? Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So why don't we start off with, because Stephanie is new here, Uh why don't we put Stephanie on the hot seat first? What do you say? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Let's let's do it. So, so Stephanie, what, how exactly, what is your involvement in this whole event? Well, 
Well, let's start with I'm a children's librarian, and um, during the pandemic, I had started a group called Library for the Kind. I felt there were a lot of people in the world that were just kind of a little lost, a lot of um, people that were you know, just going through really terrible things. As I, went, as I started my group, I started posting books that had to do with inclusivity, diversity in children's literature, um, and I decided I wanted to do events. Um, on what, what kind of event could I do? I didn't want to do a literature convention. I didn't want to do um, just um, a small event. So what's better than Star Trek? Star Trek has is what is inclusive and diverse. So that it is what is inclusive and diverse, and that's why I decided to create this uh, Trek Long Island. And wow! And I tell you what, that's absolutely <laughs> true. We talk about this on the podcast pretty much every show. Star Trek mm-hmm. is diversity. That's what makes Star Trek Star mm-hmm. Trek. That's what and makes inclusion. So There's so many characters that have all different sorts of um, abilities, different abilities, whether they're blind, whether they have um, a physical disability, but everybody's treated the same. Everybody's accepted. Nobody's looked down upon. It's beautiful. It is. It's absolutely awesome. That's, that's one of the great messages behind Star Trek for sure. So uh, where, where and when – is Trek Long Island? Trek Long Island is on Long Island <laughs> in Hot Hog, New York. I was doing it. It's on May. It's on May twentieth and twenty first of two thousand twenty three. So it's two days event. It's going to be awesome. And uh, let's talk it a little sure bit is. about the, the events that you have planned for the uh, for the convention. The I know. I, I have Edwin. Them. Edwin has that memorized. Edwin, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Doctor Who, so this time, this time, Edwin, you're in trouble because I can interject. When you were talking about Doctor Who, I all to Eric and Charles, but this time, this time you're playing in my pond, so. <laughs> I, I can say you're playing in my pond, Jim. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> what do you want to know? So what's what do you have? What kind of a yeah programming? Okay, Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so programming. Well, um, obviously we have the sort of regular Q and A type stuff with the um, celebrities and headliners that's going to be happening. Um, But also we've got um, we've got like. we're going to have, obviously, Alan Howarth is going to be there talking about sound design for Star Trek uh, and composing. Um, Michael Westmore is going to be there talking about makeup. Um, we have a variety of uh, panels. We have a Trek to the Zone panel, which features uh, Twilight Zone author Nick Parisi uh, talking about uh, actors that have been in the Twilight Zone and Star Trek. Um, we have the uh, uh, final Outer Limits of the Final Frontier, which is Dave Rash and Dominic Stefano talking about actors that have been in both Outer Limits and then subsequently Star Trek. Um, and we have a science track. We have scientists coming in uh, from San Diego Air and Space Museum. Uh, we have um, scientists from um, JPL. Uh, and they're going to be giving uh, talks about, uh, you know, NASA and uh, basically Star Trek in fact. And most important, we're going to be having two organizations coming in uh, to talk. Uh, one of those is the Nichelle Nichols Foundation, 
which we're going to be talking with later this week. They want to partner with us, and we want to obviously talk about Michelle's important work uh, of influencing the space program to diversify the the, um, astronauts for for NASA's space program. And also a very dear friend of ours, Serena Salido, um, she is uh, involved with an organization called Taking Up Space, which promotes Uh, the participation of Native American girls in uh, science and technology, engineering and math, or STEM as we call it. Um, So all very, very, like, you know, fantastic causes that are very close to Star Trek's heart. Um, We have entertainment. We're going to have uh, cabaret. Uh, We're going to have a dinner, celebrity dinner and cabaret. Uh, we That'll have be part of our Q-Pass, what we're calling our Q-Pass. Yep. So we'll have an exclusive pass. Yep. And we're also going to be having, for the general public, we have the Red Shirts Improv coming in. Uh, we have um, a cosplay parade. We have a Starship uh, Magic, a magician show coming in. And we have stand-up comedy uh, happening from some of the local New York City area comedians that are also Trekkies and want to come and support the show. Um, we got so a great got a, children's programming, too. And yeah. Yes, you should talk more about that. The children's programming is being run by a librarian. Um, for the past few years, I would run all the programming, a lot of the events on Long Island, being that I really have no time to be running um, the children's programming at, at uh, Trek Long Island. Uh, we found a librarian Starfleet who would run it for us. Starfleet Academy, we're calling it. Yes, yeah, Starfleet Academy. And... Um, and she's going to be also anything from crafts, Star Trek crafts. Um, who, who's reading? Did we uh, say somebody's reading? Did you yes, book them? Got, yes, um, we've got, well, it's a guest. Can we say who it is? Because we haven't really made the official announcement on that guest yet. But one yeah, of the why guests. Why not? Let's okay. live on the edge. It's the voice of the USS Proto Star bon, from Star Trek Prodigy, Bonnie Gordon herself, is going to be coming. Oh. In. Isn't that cool? So nice. Wow. She is going to be speaking with her this afternoon, and she is going to be reading a story, and she's going to be doing all the voices, a Star Trek Prodigy story, uh, Children's Hour. So I'm going to try and schedule that when I'm not in the hall for the main programming (laughs) so I can attend. Now that's children's programming. You don't get that anywhere. (laughs) Very Very rarely do you get an actual guest in children's programming, but it's a family event. I'm a children's librarian. I feel everybody should be treated equally. There's no ageism here. Oh, and Steph, what about Rob? What's up? What about Rob, Rob Perlman? Oh, Rob Perlman. Oh, I couldn't even tell you how many books he wrote. He's hysterical. He, Rob Perlman is an author. He wrote just recently the um, – it was a – oh, what's the name of it? Um, his book. Oh, I'm actually going the to book, uh, – the, the Book of Grudge. Which one? Yeah. Uh, what? Trek, we had a, yeah, Trek, he's been on. Trek, we had him on this podcast to talk about the Book of Grudge, where he wrote yeah, all about he's great. the chat from Discovery. He's hysterical, but he's also extremely inclusive. Recently, he's been writing um, non-Trek books, one called Pink is for Boys, and um, he he wrote another one. uh, Where is the name of it? I'm on his thing right now. But basically, it's about a librarian uh, who's who's a drag queen and comes to story time that way. It's fantastic. He's a fantastic author, and I'm really looking forward to having him. Uh, But he wrote a lot of uh, Trek, children's Trek-based books. 
Have well, you seen his new book, newest book yet? Supernova. Yes. No, yeah. Trek the Hall. Yes, oh. that one's great. Yet. I already have that. I have have. He wrote a prodigy. Yeah, book I too. just. He did prodigy. Um, uh, Star Trek. Yeah, Supernova. Yep. I think that's so, the one it, Bonnie's going to be reading. Yeah. Awesome. Oh wow. So uh, Alan Howarth is he going to be is he going to be playing is he going to bring his instruments and and play some music for us? So he is currently we've been talking with him. He he told me he has a presentation he's going to do, um, and um, any any additional participation. I'm currently scheduled to to speak with him very very soon to discuss additional items. So it's a possibility at this stage. But uh, he's definitely coming to to um, sign autographs and pose for pictures and also give a talk about sound design and composing. And we'll see if we can we'll, – I'll talk with him and see if he'll do something extra as well. So, But, yes, yeah, so you, if you're a fan of Alan, he's a very great guy, and um, um, you'll you'll have a lot to talk about with him. So, uh, yeah. I went to the – I went to a drive-in, uh, and – to see some movies and, and he was there and D Wallace was there. It was a, they were playing Cujo and the howling. And he was there and they put a stage up in front of the screen before the movie started. And he did a Q and a, I got it. I got him to sign an escape from New York album for me. And he played all the music that he's done for all these movies. It was like a trip to oh. time. It was absolutely incredibly awesome. And that's why I ask if he's planning on, on uh, doing, he had his instruments set up, and he did it all on stage. It was so awesome. It was really That's cool. A very good. I will, I will check in with him. I have to check in with him anyway because we routinely check in with guests, you know, just to keep reminding them. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, so paranoid. <laughs> Are you what coming, Doug? Are you right? coming? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so so uh, when I check in with him, I'll be sure to I will be sure to bring that up because yeah, I would love that. Uh, you know, it was, I, I, I have... so while we're talking about guests, let's let's let the genie out of the bottle. Uh, Stephanie, Edwin, Rachel, who wants to talk about the the awesome lineup that you have scheduled so far? Who wants to jump in and take that one? I'll, I'll get the I'll get the headliners and then uh, and the celebrity guests and then I'll, and then Edwin can take care of everybody else because he knows most about who he booked there. Steph. So, okay. I, what? Steph, um, you yeah. want you want to say who the headliners are. I'll say who the additionals are, and then you want Rachel to announce the new guest, but she hasn't said oh, anything yeah. yet. Rachel, <laughs> why are you not saying anything? What are you doing back there? <laughs> okay, all right. So our first headliner that we had announced uh, is Doug Jones. And he's fantastic, yeah. and he's been in every single thing known to man, and I love him. Uh, I can't wait to have him. He's the most kind person, the sweetest person. Yeah, and I can't. And then we got – oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry? I, I love Saru. I can't wait to meet yeah. him. He's so I know. awesome. Every, so far, everybody I spoke to says he better walk uh, – when he walks, he better be swinging his arms. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Leave <laughs> the poor man alone. <laughs> Uh, the next person is Odette Fier. I'm really excited to meet him. I heard he's super, super nice. I've never met him before. Now, Eric, did he make your good admiral list? I, I hope. 
Oh, yeah. He is one of the very few, as far as I'm concerned, like squeaky clean, pure uh, Starfleet admirals. Not only that, but he's a he's a stunning uh, just person to look at. <laughs> I would love to meet this guy someday. He is he's just like, uh, yeah. He And his presence on screen, I'm completely smitten. Love him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at him on the website right now. Like, in right? His eyes. And you can't like, stop looking. Hi, Oded. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, Edwin, you're up. You want to? You got celebrity guests? Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think who we've announced for headliners and who's secret still. I'm, I've kind of um, lost track. Okay. Let's start with the who you who, our. Our first golden girl, the one that we announced. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Sandy? Yeah, yeah. Sandy Gimple. Yeah, we have Sandy. You should be on the um, website, too, because I'm forgetting everything. Is. I just looked her up, and <laughs> yeah. she has been on the podcast before, and we are so excited she's going to be at the con. She's yeah, amazing. Right. Like, really, she's amazing. She's, she's been we, on Battlestar we, Galactica. She danced with Elvis yeah. Presley. She had pizza with Elvis Presley. I mean, wow, she's she's done it all, she's, and she's, she's been, awesome. She's been chained to Donald Sutherland's bed while dressed as a zombie as well in the 2020 <laughs> movie alone. I tease her about that. Oh, my one. God. <laughs> Not many people can say that. Not many people. Um, and, and, it's wonderful. Um, she's still doing this. Fantastic. Yep. And, she is. And all I have to say with regards to Sandy is um, she is the first of our – announcements for the original series cast. Mm-hmm. Note, I say she is the, the first. first. The first. The I heard that. I heard there that. will yeah. be more. There will be more. <laughs> there will be more. <laughs> there will be more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then, as you know, we have Alan Hoa. Um, we have Michael Westmore. Michael's coming in virtually. What, what, you forgot. After... You forgot. You forgot. You, you couldn't pronounce her name. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I couldn't remember if we'd announced her already or not. We announced her. Okay. Okay, you're going to have to... Fumzile Sitole. You did it. Good. You got it. That's her. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, she is General Nidioe. I probably butchered her, the character's name. Yeah, in Star yeah Trek the, stuff. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, or the Earth General, as I call her. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah. and, um, and she, she almost she almost gave in and sided with the wrong side, and then she she you know made good at the end there, and and uh, and um, and so uh, I I think I think there's um, she's going to be in, involved in season five as well uh, to a large yeah so um, so that's good news. Um, she so was yeah, on the only, uh, she, other things she's done though. She's on the Good Fight and Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. So a lot of people yeah. that yeah. know her from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, it's totally. Insane. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but she was but she was great on Star Trek Discovery because you kind of mm-hmm. never knew which direction she was headed, right? Like, yeah. and, and you could and not only that, but you could totally see her point of view. They're like, no man, when like yeah, who that, went down, absolutely. like we that, had to exactly. insulate ourselves and yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the thing. It was like you know, in the older versions of Star Trek, and not just Star Trek, but science fiction in general, you had good and bad. It's very clear. And right? um, in yeah. Star Trek Discovery, it, it's more realistic in the extent that you get the shades of grey. Yes, totally. And and um, it's it's very interesting. 
how how that played out. I totally agree with you. Yes, she, I saw, I totally saw her side when I was watching the show. I'm like, I agree. You know, um, mm-hmm. so, um, other guests. So I, I said Alan Howarth and Mike Westmore. Um, we've also mentioned Rob Perlman for mm-hmm. author. Um, and we also have John Peel, who has written Here There Be Dragons, a TNG novel, and Objective Bajor, which is a very popular DS9 novel that he that's, wrote. That's um, and, um, and we ha- also have Michael Jan Friedman, who uh, is a long <laughs> Oh, my God. And- I have to tell – oh, I love that. I, he's like my favorite guest of yours, to tell you the truth. Um, I, because <laughs> I, I have to tell you. Yeah, and I you know why, him. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Why? I'm a man of a certain age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's got great novels, like great Star Trek novels. Um yeah, from back in the day. He's he's like one of the few like pocketbook guys. I don't know if they're the mm-hmm. actually the pocketbooks or not, but like Jim and I have talked a lot about the pocketbooks and how they don't really fall into canon and stuff, but his his stuff is pretty good. I really like his novels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he. I first met Mike uh, ooh, years and years back. Oh my God, it's coming off ten years ago at a, a small convention in Connecticut in Trumbull. I think it was the forerunner of Terrificon. And I basically I took a suitcase of like a hundred DC comics and thirty you know pocket books novels. And I, I went up to his table and I said, look, I brought all this with me and I, I, you know, I don't expect you to sign all of it if you just sign a handful. And he, said, yeah. he said, I'll sign all of it. And he said, you know, what we'll do is I'll start signing. We can chat. And, um, um, you know, uh, uh, when someone comes up to get something, I'll stop and then I'll go back to it. So nice. over the next two and a half hours, I know Mike very well. <laughs> so cool. And he unloads the whole truck. He's like, oh, God, what did I do? I'm <laughs> <laughs> a very good friend. Today. And I said to him, well, in fact, like, I probably did pay your mortgage in the 1990s. So, it's like... <laughs> so yeah, so Mike, Mike is coming. He, he's a great guest. And, and he's going to talk about his Star Trek work and his other work. He's got a great uh, detective series out called Aslan. And it's set in like now but what would have happened if the Aztec civilization never died off but had have oh, continued yeah. into modern day and it's there's about three or four books out and they are exceptionally good so um I'm trying to think who else we have guest wise because I'm trying not to say some people that we oh, we announced uh, we said Bonnie Gordon because she's mm-hmm. coming uh, for a prodigy and I don't think I can say anyone else because mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm going to start giving things away. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we put why don't we put Rachel on the hot seat and she can make she can make the big announcement. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> Come roll. I know. I'm totally going to butcher her last because I'm terrible. But we are having Raven Dota. That's how you say it, right? Yes. Yeah, Dota. I, I guess. Either yeah, way. Okay, perfect. I'm not sure. I'll have um, to ask her. Oh, yeah, she plays Tracy Pollard from Discovery, which mm-hmm. is basically Doctor. Yeah. So, yeah, she'll yeah, be Doctor. on the show, so that'll be amazing. Yeah, Dr. Pollard. Yep. She's so on 15 Raven. episodes of Discovery um, yeah. as the Doctor, working with the Doctor. Um, she was one of the people who went into um, left with the crew and came back, so she was great. She's and she hasn't done very many conventions. No, um, but she's done 
lot of work. But like, she has a great body of work. Yep. I mean, she did had an incredible role at Umbrella Academy. Yeah, incredible I role. Gonna, I was going to mention her Umbrella Academy stuff, and I yep. actually like. Don't get me wrong, I love the the CMO that we ended up with, but mm-hmm. I did like her role in Star Trek Discovery. Like, she just kind of was like all business, but like yep. not unpersonal. If that's a word, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not yeah. like like she's she professional. She was great, yeah. Manner, yeah, that was that was meaningful. So I really liked her, and um, yeah. So I just want to say <laughs> something because we're right here about these uniforms. Of all the Star Trek Discovery uniforms, there are many of them that I do not like from season three. But the medical ones that are all white, I really yeah. like those ones, and she yeah, looks I really good in that well. one. They're real slick. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, so that... uh, spe- speaking of taking up space, our very own Eric put together this really awesome spot, which I'm going to play for you guys right now. And then we, when we come back, Edwin can talk a little bit about it. Heads up, Trek fans. Limited edition astronaut Fred Hayes signature edition patches are now available to those of you who make donations to taking up space an organization run by our dear friends, Arena Salido. Taking Up Space provides STEM education to middle school-aged Native American girls, as well as scholarships to attend space camp after the girls complete the 32-week program. Please consider supporting this worthy cause and adding this beautiful patch to your collection. Fred Hayes has generously signed 150 signature cards, which will be individually numbered and sent with each of the 50 gold thread and 100 silver thread patches. Taking Up Space also has open edition white thread signature patches available. To procure your patches, make donations directly to Taking Up Space. A $75 donation is required for a gold thread patch, $50 for a silver, and $15 for a white. If you're interested, please contact Lois Honeycutt through Facebook Messenger or by email at historianmom at gmail.com. She will verify that the patches you want are still available and will provide you with a donation link. Patch distribution will initially be limited to one gold and two silver per person. Once again, please contact Lois Honeycutt at historianmom at gmail.com. Awesome job, Eric. Awesome job. And Edwin, taking up space, will be at the convention, correct? Yes, they will. Um, Zarina is going to be zooming in because she's uh, in Arizona. Um, but, yes, the organization will be represented. And um, it, the uh, Fred Hayes patch, Fred was the commander of the Enterprise. And I believe the gold patches are now all gone. They, I think they were, like, limited to, like, 50 patches. Um, and I think they had, when I last spoke with Lois, they had about 35 left, um, which isn't that much. And then they've got plenty of the regular white thread ones, but they are amazing, like, collectibles to have. And it's a, the real Enterprise Commander. Um, and the money raised obviously goes to a fantastic cause. Um, and they also, Lois told me they have gibson as well they have some patches left the white thread ones uh so if any there are any trekkies on uh, nasa aficionados um then they should consider checking this out so yeah it, it's an amazing cause um and uh, please uh, trekkies learn more about it and and please um consider donating um 
I just also want to mention there is one other guest. And because of my my bad memory, <laughs> I got a text saying, I'm still a guest, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, it's my memory. So I just want to say uh, we have Bonnie Moss, who is going to be a, a guest at Trek Long Island. Bonnie okay. is going to be interviewing um, Michael Westmore. She's a close friend of Michael Westmore. And Bonnie was a personal friend of Leonard Nimoy's for 35 years. Um, and she is going to be giving two talks, uh, one about Leonard's life, and she has a large number of photos and, and uh, memorabilia that is unique, that has not been seen before. It's not published. And she also has um, a, a talk about what other people have said, actors that she knows that have worked for Leonard Nimoy. And these are going to be two very historical talks and a tribute to, to Leonard, who is you know, arguably the face of all Trek, because he said the first words in a Trek episode, and his presence is still felt right through Discovery, um, you know, with the Michael Burnham plot line. So, yes, Bonnie's going to be there, and, and I informed Bonnie yesterday that she was going to be interviewing Oded, <laughs> and um, he freaked out when I told her. Um, and the other thing is, um, as I was telling her this, she had the TV on in the background and the mummy was playing on TNT and Oded happened to be riding oh, past on the castle. That's so funny. <laughs> as I was be, telling her, it's, it's an omen. It's an omen. <laughs> She's studying already. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, strongly, I strongly urge all attendees to come to Bonnie's talk about Leonard Nimoy because they, they are going to be fantastic and there's going to be a lot of rare photos that you will not have seen of Mr. Nimoy. Um, well, I think that I have taken up enough time, and I think I'm going to turn the microphone over to Eric. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, well, uh, I'm very excited about uh, many of your guests and stuff here. I guess one of the things that I was really looking into was your um, your autistic artist from Retrophiliac. And yes. uh, so do you want to talk just a little bit about that? And uh, and then I would love to like weigh in on just some of this stuff that's on their website that looks really super cool. So let me start off. I met Margo. Uh, their name is Margo. They're non-binary, autistic. And um, I interviewed them a few years, uh, no, a few months back, I'm sorry, um, with a group called Storytime Solidarity. And like I said, I'm library for the kind. We do a, a bi-monthly event called Asking Autistics, where we bring on um, members of the autistic community to talk about their lives, talk about um, just different aspects. And uh, they came onto the show to talk about being a business owner. So uh, Margo's fantastic, and they make all sorts of uh, – they're a small business up in Canada. They make all different uh, kinds of pins and, um, and swag that are either – uh, focused on autistic uh, positivity and um, and non-binary pronouns. Uh, they're just really fantastic. Yeah, I was checking out their website, and um, so Margot Wask is the artist, and mm -hmm. uh, they have uh, these really cool, like, infinity or, like, analemma-type mm -hmm. shapes that have um, rainbow colors and stuff in them. Yep. Uh, lots of cool mantras, like, autistic is not a bad word, Yep. Uh, you know, I I just really was impressed with the amount of stuff and the fact that they're connected to your con, I thought was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're great. They're really great, and I really want to do – I would like um, – I want to encourage people if they want to buy pins, uh, pronoun pins, any sort of pins. That they're a great company, and you know, I really want to support them. So uh, I was curious because I'm in Portland and, you know, Vancouver's only six hours north. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Uh, is, I'm, is this like international shipping here or to the U.S.? Or, well, one of know? the girls that I work with at the library had just bought a couple of pins and she bought them maybe two weeks ago and already got them. Okay. Okay. So international shipping, but uh, yep. no big deal. Here, they're on their way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds really cool. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was just one of the things. I'm I was, happy you brought uh, them up. I really am, actually. That's that's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was one of the things that kind of stuck out for me. Um, and then I was just gonna like go back to the Michael Jan Friedman. I made that comment, uh, Jim. I just wanted to say that like if you've never read the Kales novel. You have to go back and read that, bro. Um, it's a super good novel. It's way back from the 90s, um, but it's one of those like quintessential pocketbook uh, novels that before we had – well, actually, s- sort of like just prior to the TNG Kalis that we got, we got this Kalis, which is kind of interesting because then we get the Kalis that we get in TNG, so, <laughs> you know, a little different. But, uh, but anyway, great novel. So you guys have mm-hmm. – gotten some really super good um, guests lined up here. I guess the only last thing that I want to say before I pass the mic is that um, you just seem to have a good diversity of different guests, and I'm wondering how that goes down. I know that um, Jim is, you know, of the – he used to organize cons and that sort of stuff, so he understands how all this works, but how do you – like when you go to organize something like this, how do you how do you even start? Do you like start targeting people? Do you have a committee that talks about this? Like how does that even work? It's almost like we're like a little committee, but really we just talk to everybody and yeah. we just say, hey, this person would be great for the convention. This person would really um, just fit in with the, the, our mission, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, we brainstormed a lot of different ideas of what we were looking to do and, you know, who could be involved and just we gathered so many different, you know, types of people and, you know, foundations. So it just kind of happened pretty organically, actually. Yeah, so it did. It's really nice. It was really nice how it all came together. And everybody seems very excited to participate and support it. So that makes it even more, you know, exciting. So is this, well, a, this is an annual? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. If Jim. I might make a suggestion, uh, Mary Chifo, who plays Laurel. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. I just love, <laughs> as a Klingon, I love and Laurel. You, and if you could get her to sing, forget about it. Yeah, she sings in Klingon, which is awesome. Jim, we're looking for sponsors if you want to sponsor her appearance. Exactly. <laughs> Just go to the website and click sponsor. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I have to tell you that we're more more likely to be sponsored than be a sponsor. But <laughs> the other, the other thing that I'm – Put it out to the world. We're looking for sponsors. Feel That's free right. To... That's right. Yes, please, please give these folks a call. Um, I will just close my comments uh, with that. Uh, I love that you take us out of the science fiction realm and you take us a little bit into the science realm with having some of these JPL scientists there. Um, I was 
pleasantly surprised to see them on the roster and uh, just wondered, like, I don't know, whose idea was that and, and why did you think it was a good idea to include them? Edwin, I think that's you. Yeah, well, um, that, well, actually, there was, like, one of the scientists is a friend of uh, Steph who reached out mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. and, like, Francis, who who was at the San Diego Air and Space Museum, like, um, we reached out to him. Um, and Alan, uh, we know, is a friend. He's a molecular biologist. I, I myself am a scientist, but I've recused myself from any <laughs> panel. <laughs> I've got too much to do. Um, and also, um, we we have our friends at Sci-Fi Sisters are involved with us. Yeah. Um, they're going to be bringing lots of great paneling with very good issues. And there's a possibility of, of one of um, one of their their um, uh, one of the ladies involved. Her daughter is, is a scientist, so there's a possibility we could get her on the panel as well. Um, so they reach out to us basically, and we put it together. I do have to say personally, it's probably one of my favorite things about this convention is we actually have like a science track, like like actual science. Mm-hmm. It's it's something different, and I it ties in so nicely with what we're trying to do. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's personally one of my favorite things that we included. So can you tell me just a little bit more about that? You say science track. That sounds like I'm in high school and I'm taking like a certain, <laughs> you know, Everybody's line getting a test of at the end of the convention. It's a yeah, stand from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get a pin or what? Like tell me more about this. Yeah, so basically there's going to be um, people who are experts, like, who, you know, there's some of the panels, I mean, this is the very early stages, so we haven't hashed out. I've actually got the Zoom on Thursday night with the scientists to decide what they're going to talk about, and then it's only tentative. Um, but there's there's going to be talks about, like, for example, astronauts, like, um, you know, Francis has written several books about uh, um, uh, different astronauts, about Al Warden, and about space. Uh, and for different age ranges as well. Um, and then there's going to be talks. Uh, one of one of uh, the scientists involved um, is going to be talking about. He sent me the, the he sent me like a, a three talks that he wants to talk about. One is called the Moons of the Solar System, which is about all the different moons and the different types of moons. Like we've got our moon, and then there's all the. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, there was 14 moons for Jupiter. There's now something like 58. 52, so, yeah, or 50, yeah, something like know, that. And, 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 and I'm not that old, you know, so it's like, um, so I, I think it's the fact that now that we've got like the James Webb telescope and we've had Hubble and we're, we're learning so much more about the universe and Voyager's still out there, like transmitting, Yes. you know, before it gets converted to a machine on the machine Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Before it disappears into what they used to call a black hole. And, um, you know, so th- there's going to be talks about, like, speculative, like, what would life look like on other planets? And using what we know about life here on Earth and what we know about different environments. Um, and then there's also not just science but like with regards to like michelle nichols foundation and taking up space there's about you know what we do to diversify uh, the space program and how uh, everyone can contribute to that how different perspectives can advance us as a, as a species uh like if we look at the, the the makeup of the star trek crew you know we have to be a united planet to move forward to make that next step 
Um, so, uh, you know, the science we do is as important as who we have do the science. Um, so it, it's in the very early planning stages, but there will be some very interesting panels um, that will, you know, will pique everyone's interest. And, and they'll be pitched at a level. They, they won't be like graduate level classes. <laughs> it will be, oh, it will man. be pitched at a level that will engage people's interest, yeah. you know, yeah. so, and, and it will be for everyone. Well, I'm curious, do you ever do any, like, Q&A type sessions during those panels? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're, we're going to encourage Q&A. I, I mean, I expect the format will be, um, you know, the scientists will give a talk, um, uh, or there'll be, like, a panel type talk, mm -hmm. and then it will be discussion and then it will be open to questions, questions and that people mm -hmm. can ask you know and, and and people can ask questions throughout the session um but yeah so and some of them will be like more like a talk and then a q and a and others mm -hmm. will be like an open discussion more interactive yeah, yeah more interactive mm -hmm. so well it, it, well in case anyone's keeping score uh i think we all know that the earth has one moon uh which is called <laughs> the moon or, you know, Luna. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mars has two. Can you believe that Jupiter is up to 80 moons and that Saturn is up to 83 moons? There are literally <laughs> 220 moons in our solar system. It's crazy. I like This is like at least double from when I was a kid, so I'm completely yeah. smitten right now. I feel like I need to die. I'm now. jealous. I want more moons. Why do you we want to get one? Right? We have one <laughs> moon. Right. I feel like is Pluto still a planet or is Pluto? No, not a Jim, Jim, I have to tell it's you, Pluto has planet. not been a planet since 2006, <laughs> my friend. Oh my God, yeah. I'm so old. It's been a little <laughs> while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have eight planets, uh, 220 moons. Uh, stick that in your pocket for trivial pursuit. It has been a pleasure to talk to you all. I'm going to pass this baton over to anybody else who would like to take it. Uh, uh, Charles, David, do sure. you guys have I'll any questions? Yeah. I'll jump in for a little bit, but it's more the point of like, man, I wish I could be at this convention. Now, <laughs> Why like, can't you we're be? Walking in, we're walking in this room. It's like, okay, here's your map. We're going to send you over here to the Star Trek panel room. Over there, you're going to go to the science, the science, the science lab. <clears throat> Over there, we're going to send you to the young, the kids, young adult lab. And it's like, then we get the vending room, vendors room. It's like, okay, we need to have a <laughs> large agenda to exactly what room I need to be at, what times to go to what event. I'm ready like to talking to somebody Las about building Vegas. an app. <laughs> right. I mean, like, am I a Star Trek Las Vegas where I got to have an agenda and know exactly what seat? I need to be sitting at all times because <laughs> I don't know if there's a way waiting. to get an app made, but like I've been to many conventions that have those, and that is just super helpful, man. You just download the app, you just know exactly yep. where to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the plan. That's what I'm doing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I want to save trees. I don't want to have like booklets. There's just so no. much paper yeah. and so much. Yeah. And oh, let's be honest, we're trying to be kind here, I not kill trees. I'm just going to oh, stand in the car. That's Edwin's job. <laughs> exactly. But I can, imagine, I can imagine wanting to hear certain panels speaking. Then I want to hear what the scientists are up to. I want to hear what the 
person from Prodigy is doing, what Rob Perlman's <laughs> doing. Got to have oh, Rob yeah. Perlman reading at least one book. And oh, it's going to be hard so. to decide it. which book to read because mm-hmm. lately his, his books this year have been so good because mm-hmm. what is Starfleet <clears throat> and then his grudge book. And I can't wait to sit there and finally start reading that Trek the Halls book, which is already yeah. going to be a story time at my Star Trek club this month. Mm-hmm. I, I already read one of his books for my story time at the library. And uh, like it was a week later, he contacted me. I'm like, oh, my God, I just read your book in my story time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I grabbed that grudge book. And just wasn't just lud page by page by page. All the grunge, grudge comments were just so good. He put together such simple books, but they are so fun. Mm-hmm. And then having Michael Westmore, that could be mm-hmm. a two or three hour conversation to hear his stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Someone oh. asked us. Mike was going to be in person, and unfortunately, Mike Mike doesn't travel much, but he's extremely happy to zoom in and do a Q and A. Um, and you know, it, it, it yeah, it's not in person, but it's the next best thing. And just to hear mm-hmm. Mike, I met him in Vegas once, and uh, we've corresponded. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's him and Bonnie are very good friends. Um, I, I also meant to mention, um, yes, I, I, like I said about Twilight Zone, we've got Nick Parisi, who's with the uh, the Rod Serling uh, um, Society, and he organizes Serling Fest. He's a co-organizer of that, mm-hmm. and he's going to um, And as I said, Dave Rash uh, and Dominic Stefano, son of Joseph Stefano, who wrote Skin of Evil uh, and was in the TNG episode and was involved in like season one of The Outer Limits, they're going to be doing their Outer Limits to the final front. And they have publications. Oh. And also I mentioned Mark Edlitz, who's written many <laughs> James Bond volumes, the James Bond encyclopedias. And he is going to be doing something along the lines of espionage in Star Trek. And I think there's going to be like oh. some kind of a tour, Section 31 <laughs> and uh, oh. general espionage. Are you saying that well, everybody's going to have to clone themselves to come to this event, Edwin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they well. need to need to come. There's just no excuse. You guys, you've got to be there. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, years ago, I read an audiobook on the history of Twilight Zone. And I forgot how many hours that book was, but it sat there and did a summary of every every original, all four black and white seasons of Twilight Zone and all the details, there is so much in just that series. And when you start combining, mm-hmm. oh, the people that were in there for Star Trek, <clears throat> which I'm sure there's always people they can put in there, and all the Star Trek and how it influences, how other series influence them and how they influence others. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Two-day convention? Are you sure it's a two-day and not about a five-day convention? <laughs> With all uh, let's hope next there. year. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I, well, so I, I just was going to say quickly, in terms of Out the Limit, there's an episode which stars Star Trek alum David Frankham, who was in the Larry Marvick in Is There in Truth No Beauty from the original series. 
and he stars in the episode Nightmare from the Outer Limits. And um, this is a fantastic episode. It's got an international crew. And if you watch it, it's like it's made three years before Star Trek hit the airwaves. And it's like it's Star Trek before it was Star Trek. It's phenomenal. It's a very good episode. Dave Rash has a book out about the script from the episode. Um, it's called Nightmare, Outer Limits Season 1, and it, it's very, very Star Trekky. so I, I do recommend it to Trek fans. Ah, oh, man, that's going to be what a convention. I wish I could be there. <laughs> David, maybe we can send David over there. Well, before we do that, though, we have a caller on the line. You guys want to talk what? to an action fan? <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, let me see if I can get my thing to connect here. Come on, hello, good evening. Thank you for calling Trek Talk. And what's your name and where are you calling us from tonight? Um, hi, can you hear me? Absolutely. Welcome you. to the show. Thank you so much. My name is Sue, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, hey, Edwin and Rachel, how you doing? Hi, good. To- oh, Sue, oh, hey, hi. Sue, good. <laughs> Are you coming? <laughs> oh, I definitely thinking about it. Definitely, it's very, very exciting. You've got so much on, uh, so many exciting things. Um, the whole uh, Michelle Nichols Foundation, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just amazed. Just everything is just the oh. science, the whole science track. <laughs> very mm-hmm. cool. Oh, thank um, you. I have. Uh, a question about the charity work that you're doing um, for this convention, because we had talked a little bit about that. So I was wondering if you yes. could say something about that. And I, my other question is if you could repeat the email for the Fred Hayes patches, because I did not get that. Sure. Um, Steph, you, you know about our charities. Do you want to um, – Do you want uh, – well, you – you want to talk oh. about Libraries for the Kind, or what do you? Well, no, you know about Libraries for the Kind. You tell me. No, no, no. <laughs> I will talk about. But you want? I'll, I could talk about Library for the Kind. So, what um, Library for the Kind is is hosting the event, and um, we're in the process of finishing up the income of 501c3, and um, we're going to be. Uh, well, basically, some profit of the convention is going to go to Library for the Kind to promote children's literacy, um, diverse literacy, inclusive literacy, and uh, besides what will go to the convention next year when we have a bigger, bigger, bigger convention. Um, also, we're donating um, a was it five and one, one and six. There's a company what? called One and Six, and I'm doing um, one after January 1st, one dollar of every. Um, Tickets sold will be going to this. I know it doesn't sound like much, but if I was to sell 2,000 tickets, then that's $2,000 going to one in six. And this this is a great foundation that um, helps men that have been sexually assaulted. And um, it, you know, I would say just go online and take a look at uh, what they do. They do really great things. And, and those I are the two spaces we support. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, these are two of the charities we've selected to help, and, and I believe there will be others on the slate. Uh, mm-hmm. We're currently in, uh, undergoing non-profit status, so this, is, uh, this event is not for profit. Uh, anything that is made that doesn't go to charity will be invested in uh, uh, the next year's convention. Mm-hmm. 
So um, this is a track and science fiction convention. Um, mm. And uh, the other thing is, as we consider, and I believe, Sue, you have uh, you gave us the idea for this because we are going to be launching in January a competition. Uh, and it's to do with pets in Star Trek scenarios for a calendar. And the winners will be selected at Trek Long Island. And then the calendar will be a 16-month calendar that will go out for September 2023 through to December 2024. And all proceeds will go be apportioned through our charity. But we are going to be announcing the competition and the details starting in January. But I, I know, Sue, you gave us the idea for this because uh, Sue yeah. had a pit, her, her cat with a gorn. And, um, and <laughs> ah, who's your cat? Wait, oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's yes, so cute. Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's Sasha the cat. She's a Maine oh, Coon, yeah. and uh, she was uh, fighting with the gorn. Yeah, she won. So Sue's, 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 Sue's uh, picture didn't make it into the Metro West calendar. It was picked to the post. Almost, yeah, that was but it gave us the idea to do this, and now we are going to officially announce it. So this is a little bit of a scoop, but I'm saying this because Sue called in. <laughs> you four start star getting hands. together, so start knitting yeah, some sweaters for your lizards and your cockatiels and all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, so we will be making an official announcement with more details in the new year. But yes, that 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 is going to be one of the fundraisers for the charities yes. in question. So um, that's very very exciting. Oh yes, and the, the email, the email. Um, Jim, do you have that email handy? <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, all I have is Eric's pre-recorded commercial. Which, no, which we're all I can, if, if you want me to. I think I think the email is on the commercial, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's play. It's let's the, play. Uh, okay, I'm I'm sending this one out to you, Sue. Special request. Oh, How's thank that? you. All <laughs> right. Get your pen ready, Sue. Like that. Okay. Heads up, Trek fans. Limited edition astronaut Fred Hayes signature edition patches are now available to those of you who make donations to Taking Up Space, an organization run by our dear friends, the Rena Salido. Taking Up Space provides STEM education to middle school aged Native American girls, as well as scholarships to attend space camp after the girls complete the 32 week program. Please consider supporting this worthy cause and adding this beautiful patch to your collection. Fred Hayes has generously signed 150 signature cards, which will be individually numbered and sent with each of the 50 gold thread and 100 silver thread patches. Taking Up Space also has open edition white thread signature patches available. To procure your patches, make donations directly to Taking Up Space. A $75 donation is required for a gold thread patch, $50 for a silver, and $15 for a white. If you're interested, please contact Lois Honeycutt through Facebook Messenger or by email at historianmom at gmail.com. She will verify that the patches you want are still available and will provide you with a donation link. Patch distribution will initially be limited to one gold and two silver per person. Once again, please contact Lois Honeycutt at historianmom at gmail.com. 
There you go. Historiamom at gmail.com. Great. That's very helpful. Thank you so much. To get to the end, we got it. There you have it. All right. You you know what? The hour flew right by. Can you believe it? so basically, I wanna I wanna get together with you guys once a month until the show and do an update and just kind of do an us hanging out and chatting type of thing. Are you guys down for that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll do we'll do another one, and uh, I want to say thank you, of course, to Sue for calling from Massachusetts. Thank you, Sue. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, Edwin and Rachel are just spectacular people, and this is going to be a very exciting event. Yes, they are awesome. I I agree, absolutely. (laughs) And I want to say thank you to Stephanie and for hanging out with us and and sharing some information with us and having some fun, hanging out, Trek talking. Thank you, Stephanie. Of course. And I have to say thank you to Edwin and Rachel for hanging out with us and sharing some of their stories and truck talking with us. Thank you guys. Oh, always. Always a pleasure, Jim. Always. And I want to say thank you to Eric who had to go for hanging out with us as well. And thank you to Charles for hanging out and truck talking with us. Thank you, Charles. Oh, thank you. It's always fun. And I want to say thank you to David. Uh, David, did you have any questions before we, before we cut out? I know uh, we didn't get around to you, but do you have any questions you want to ask or comments before we go? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't really have any questions. I was just here to uh, support. Oh, just for some moral support and donuts. Donuts are <laughs> always <much>. good. <laughs> <laughs> donuts, donuts, donuts. All right, well, before before we say goodbye, though, uh, Stephanie, why don't you tell people where they can get tickets, how they can get tickets, and how mm-hmm. they can get in touch with you? Okay. The, what, so you can get tickets on our website, treklongisland.com. So that's easy. Um, if you need to get in touch with us, there is an email on the website. Um, I always answer on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook or Mastodon, um, I'm on both of them, and I'll always um, respond. And uh, they're also on the website itself. We do have a contact page. So if you want to find somebody specifically to get in touch with, you can go that way also. Excellent. Sounds good. And keep up the good work. I'm really excited. I'm looking so much forward uh, to meeting all of you guys and hanging out and having some fun. So <laughs> I'm really psyched about it, and we'll get together again next month, and hopefully we'll have some new guest updates, we hope. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and thank you so much, guys. And, you know, I always say Star Trek fans are the best fans, and that is true. They truly, truly <laughs> are. And um, Yep, that's true. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's listening, no matter where you are, whether you're listening live or Memorex, we appreciate it. You can find us at trucktalking.com, by the way. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Give us a like and let us know you're out there. I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, saying hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good long and prosper. Bye. Night. Bye. Bye-bye. We'll be back. We'll be back again on Monday. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Let's see what's out there. Engage.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.